Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm talking with Liza Hinman, who is the chef and owner of the Spinster Sisters and proprietor of the Astro. She's also featured in our brand new book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Liza, thank you so much for being with us today. It's lovely to be here, Michelle. Thank you. This is so much fun. It's a hot summer day, and I get to sit down and catch up with you. A great break. So let's dive right in. Tell me, what was one of your first professional jobs ever? Uh, Right out of college, my first real job was... um, with Gourmet Magazine in New York City. And this was um, the late 90s. And I had just graduated from college. I'd gotten a degree in history and loved writing and researching. And But I also had fallen in love with food. I'd worked in restaurants all through college to support myself and um, didn't want to leave the food world completely. But I'd worked hard and gotten this great degree and felt like I needed to find something that sort of married the two and was so lucky to fall into this position. Um, I was hired as an editorial assistant at Gourmet Magazine, which basically uh, was a glorified, um, a step above an intern is kind of where I started. Um, But I was working for the food department, which was perfect. I got to sit in the, uh, what was known as the library, um, surrounded by cookbooks all day long. And the magazine at the time was being run by the amazing Ruth Reichel, who so many people know and adore. And it was it was a, an amazing experience. I was really lucky. How long were you there? I was only there about a year and a half, I think was my total um, time, because I realized quickly as I was sitting in a cubicle on 42nd Street in Manhattan, I spent all day long talking with my coworkers and friends about food and the restaurant industry and chefs. And it was really the beginning of the sort of celebrity chef era. And just there was a real excitement in the restaurant scene in New York at that time. And as I sat at my computer doing research and reading and talking about food, I realized I just I needed to get my hands back into it. So I decided about a year in that I was going to transition to culinary school and get back into the restaurant industry specifically. Um, So it was, uh, you know, a really amazing transition period for me. And I still look back on on that time incredibly fondly. It was I was very lucky to have that job. You were an East Coaster, but you went to culinary school on the West Coast, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How did you make that decision? um, It was culinary school kind of ended up being my excuse for moving to the West Coast. I grew up in uh, in New England and I had spent my whole high school and college career in uh, in and around New England and then Manhattan for uh, my first job. And as much as I loved it, I felt this lure to um, try something new. And uh, San Francisco at the time, it was the early dot-com boom. And, you know, it was just exciting. There was so much happening. I had friends who had moved out to the city from um, college. So I had some friends who were already established and thought, maybe I'll go check out a culinary school out there. And the CIA program, which is where most people would decide to go for a culinary school is a four-year program and I'd already gotten my BA so I didn't feel like I needed 
to spend that many that much time committed to culinary school I just wanted to um, have another way to sort of jump into a fast track of a culinary career so I found the California Culinary Academy in San Francisco which is a great program it sadly doesn't um, exist in the same form anymore but in the uh, 90s it was one of the biggest programs on the west coast and so kind of said you know maybe this this would be for me and it was a 18 month program so it was you know, a good timeline and a great way to kind of dive into West Coast living and have a San Francisco experience. And yeah, it was great. At that stage, and maybe even still now, is there someone that inspires you or that has mentored you along the way? Those are two different. Sure. It would be two different people. I mean, I think the inspiration to get into the food world um, really came from, um, you know, watching Julia Child on TV. She she was kind of someone I came back to and watched her shows and and opened my eyes to all of this classic French technique and cooking that I was completely unfamiliar with in my um, in my personal childhood. We ate very simply. We're New Englanders. It was a meat and potato kind of world. So it just was a window into something that seemed kind of exotic and exciting. And then as I became more and more informed and, you know, went to culinary school in San Francisco in the 90s was definitely a place where there were a number of women chefs who were owning their own restaurants and and really, um, you know, making a name for themselves. It was the era of, you know, Zuni Cafe when it was young. I worked for uh, Loretta Keller at this place called Bizu that just it it was a city that had this dynamic, you know, still not a ton of women chefs, but they were definitely there and had a, had a really important voice. And so a lot, I almost exclusively have worked for women through my career. And so I'd say a number of them were very influential in those early days of seeing how they were balancing, you know, being a chef, being a, uh, a partner, uh, being an owner, being a mother, you know, all of those different roles and how they were doing it successfully. So all of that, the, those women were very inspirational to me. So I have to ask, how do you handle work-life balance um, successfully? Differently <laughs> every day, it seems like. I, I um, you know, I ask myself that question weekly. How, how am I going to get through this week successfully? Um, and it, I'd say... A lot of it is due to the fact that I have a huge support network, um, both personally and professionally. Um, you know, I have an amazing team at the restaurant that um, I've been working with some people since we opened, which will be nine years in August, amazingly. Um, and I've actually ha- even have a few team members who I've worked with in successive restaurants here in Sonoma County. So over, you know, a decade. And then um, my husband and his family, um, our huge support system for us at home. We have three kids. So um, I have to lean on a lot of people and they're very, very gracious in in keeping it all going. That's wonderful. You're lucky. Very (laughs) lucky. Very lucky. So after you finished your culinary education, if memory serves me right, you went on to get some more education with the James Beard. Yeah, I mean, that is a much more recent um, educational experience than than culinary school. Um, I, I was really lucky. They brought out a, um, a pilot program. I think it's now they're in their third year. Um, and it's called WEL is the, the term for it. It's Women's Entrepreneurial Leadership. And um, they, they have spent a lot of time 
thinking about the role of women in culinary and how um, how trying to understand how they could better support women to help create more opportunity for um, women to go beyond just being a line cook. There's there's a, a a huge percentage of women who get into the field, stay in the field until a certain point, and then very few women who rise through the um, Ranks. The, exactly. Rise through the ranks to the management levels and to the executive levels and the ownership levels. Um, and so looking at why is that and what are the skills that we could help provide these women so that they felt confident and able to achieve the same levels of success that men have traditionally found in the industry. So they partnered with a, a college, um, a, an entrepreneurial based uh, emphasis college called Babson in outside of Boston and um, developed this uh, entrepreneurial program, which was really exciting. Um, and it was a week-long, very intensive program where we, and they brought together women who all had at least one business. So we all had one restaurant or catering business or um, some sort of ice cream shop, whatever it was. And we were looking to scale, how to get there, how to give us the tools to be able to grow um, into multiple locations or develop a brand or whatever it was. So we went to this uh, program and we spent a week learning everything. It was, you know, we had uh, lawyers, we had um, uh, guys in finance, we had um, investment bankers and, um, you know, all sorts of different people giving us tools to be able to learn and ask the questions and develop a business plan for a potential project. Um, and it was a, an amazing experience. And I um, give so much credit to James Beard for really finding um, the, you know, the need for this, these tools and then finding the backers to make it all happen. Um, make it available. A, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a life changing and a, a pivotal it was interesting a lot of the women who were at the program that year we were all 40 we were all kind of at the same point in our career where we may or may not have had kids we had worked for a bunch of different people we had launched our own businesses and we were kind of at that you know that pivot point of where do we go next and can I do this um, and so it was a really great push for a lot of us I'm sure you're still friends with a lot of those people oh yeah today absolutely. yeah because it would be such a bonding experience mm-hmm. to go through and then have you all be about the same age and yeah you know yeah same I mean, experiences it, yes, great to be able to turn to each other especially through these more turbulent times recently and ask her advice and see how other people are handling things and what was happening yeah it's been it's been great well let's get back to your businesses mm-hmm, sure um, so what was the inspiration behind the spinster sisters <laughs> the spinster sisters um is a project that i fell into a little bit i was um i had had my first child and he i had taken a step back from restaurants i had been an executive chef for a long time sonoma county restaurant previous to that and i decided to take a little break and figure out how i was going to do motherhood and uh be in the food world and um a mutual friend introduced me to my now business partner at the restaurant and he had found this empty space in santa rosa that he knew would just create a really interesting place but he um he is a developer and a builder and and an idea guy and he needed someone who had the vision for the restaurant itself Um, so we hit it off and decided to go into partnership together and, um, and so, um, 
yeah, I just went from there and kind of, you know, we both agreed Santa Rosa and Sonoma County needed more restaurants that were um, a place where all these interesting people that we knew could connect and could meet. And we intentionally created things like a very large center bar in the middle of the restaurant so that people can sit and look at each other and have conversations and and interact with people they may not have met before. It was very much intended to be a locals restaurant to, and on my end, to very much try and highlight how amazing Sonoma County is from a culinary standpoint. All these artisans and farmers and makers who create such beautiful products that we could really highlight them on our menus and um, show them off to all the people we love. And you said you have an anniversary coming up. Yeah, it's hard to believe. All of a sudden, you know, as we hit five years, that was great, and six years, (laughs) and now I'm like, wait, we're, we're finishing eight years going into our ninth year like that's we're coming up on a decade that's a long Long time time. to spend (laughs) one business so yeah it's definitely making me a little more reflective of like you know how how has this path gone and you know it's been a bumpy road especially the past few years in Santa Rosa and Sonoma County um with um the The various fires. fires and you know and and everything that's happened it's been a real up and down but um you know, we've stayed strong through it and, and we're really lucky that we have so much local support um, and people who just love us and are, are standing by us. So it's been so, great. So what's ahead? What's the next 10 years look like? That is such a good question. You know, if you'd asked me six months ago, my answer would be very different than it is today. Unfortunately, you know, it's the world is changing rapidly. So we did um, recently launch um, our own brand of products um, called and the, the line is called Spinster Pantry. Um, we're starting small. We are making uh, and, and packaging our house made granola that we've made for the restaurant for years. We also uh, offered at the Astro for our guests um, and um, and we a line of jams and preserves that we're um, partnering with different farms and farmers in the area to highlight fruit that they're raising. Um, so we're selling that and, you know, it's starting on a small scale, but it, like all these things, you kind of got to um, get a little wind in your sails and then see how it goes. Sure. Um, so that's been fun to do in a whole new direction. And then um, there are some other projects that um, are in this neighborhood in Santa Rosa that we're hoping to get underway in the next couple of years. But um, again, you know, a pandemic changes your your perspective on like, is now the time to grow or is now the time to, you know, really focus on what you've got and keeping it healthy and alive. So, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But between the Spinster Sisters and the Astro, you know, we've got a lot. And your new product line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about the Astro. So the restaurant yeah. was wasn't enough. You yeah, had to open sure. a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it sort of fell into our laps. It was a, a property that was um, in the neighborhood and had been here since the '60s, and um, it's about a block and a half from the restaurant. And it was always kind of for a while now known as this sort of notorious location in Santa Rosa. (laughs) Yeah. But it, um, and it came on the market and we again saw it as another hidden gem of a property that had these mid century bones and Mm -hmm. could be something that was really interesting and could add a lot to the lodging scene in Sonoma County because Sonoma County to that point very much had it either had the luxury model or it had the travel lodge you know there wasn't a lot that was that midpoint that was interesting and had something to say 
So um, we did this huge renovation on it and brought it back to its kind of mid-century bones while adding some modern touches to it and some conveniences. And um, it's a lovely property. It's, you know, it's an urban setting, but we did some things to make it not feel so uh, right in the middle of a city. We actually removed the whole, it's a travel lodge model. So, you know, parking lots in front of each, parking spaces in front of each room. We ripped out the whole parking lot and we turned it into this beautiful lush courtyard. So all the rooms look into this interior courtyard and it's green and, and there are seating spaces and it's just really a pleasant area and you wouldn't know that you were right in the middle of downtown Santa Rosa. Sounds very inviting. Yeah. yeah. How many rooms? Neat. Um, there are 34 rooms. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty decent, good size. Yeah. It's a decent size and, and, um, you know, with different, uh, different spaces and, um, it's, yeah, it's been a really fun project. Um, you know, it's still hospitality, so it still speaks to what we do at the restaurant, but it's also, you know, we're, it's, exp- we've always been a locals place at the restaurant. Like I mentioned, this is really getting us into the tourist end of things much more, which is Santa Rosa itself is becoming more dynamic, has grown greatly over the past few years. So um, it's nice to be connecting to that, uh, you know, end of the economy as well. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine, and at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by, check out over 8,000 bottles, and see why those who know wine Always drink interesting at Total Wine and More. Well, let's now shift to your personal life. You live in Sonoma County. Where do you live? I live in Healdsburg. Okay. I live in the outer outskirts of Healdsburg. Okay. I'm really lucky. Um, how did I end up there? I'm the luckiest person in the world. My husband actually grew up on the property that we live on. Um, and he and I met as young line cooks in San Francisco. Oh. Um, yeah, back in our, our youth. Um, and he sort of, over time lured me up here to Sonoma County and I realized this is a pretty great place to be. My family, you know, kept asking every year when I moved out here, when are you moving home? When are you moving home? And then <laughs> one by one, they made it out here and spent some time in Hillsburg and Sonoma County and the questions stopped. You know, they, they got it. This is an amazing place to be. So yeah, we live in a really, um, rural setting we have a lot of um almost like a tiny farm on our property we have a, grow a ton of vegetables and fruit trees and um, we're surrounded by vineyards our neighbors all grow grapes so um it's a pretty amazing amazing setting for and sure I'm, I'm very lucky so if we took a step inside your house what would we see <laughs> oh um What's your well, decorating style? Yeah, exactly. What's my decorating style? <laughs> I know you well, got three little kiddos. Exactly. We have three little kids and they are, um, you know, they definitely, it's a constant battle of kid chaos to calm, which we're, we're constantly working on. Um, but the house, it's an old farmhouse that my father-in-law is a contractor and a builder and he's been bu- building onto it over the years. So it's kind of a, a, a sort of a mix of different styles. Um, but it, you know, there's, um, there's some rustic aspects and, you know, but he's done beautiful poured concrete floors and, you know, we have these gorgeous bathrooms and, you know, we're slowly changing it over time, but it's, um, but it just, you know, it belongs where it is. It's definitely a house that you see it and you're like, Oh, 
the the rule setting and the house just like fits right into that landscape but inside yeah there's definitely you know the one too many piles of laundry on the dining room table and <laughs> 1800 pairs of socks to match that kind of thing it feels like every day um yeah but it's it's a comfortable lived in wonderful space what's your interior style or color scheme um i hmm. That's a good question. I just did a bathroom and it was, uh, we just renovated a bathroom and black and white is actually what it ended up being. Kind of okay. in that, that modern farmhouse style, I would say. Right. It's like all white tile with, you know, black accents and a black tile floor and, okay. um, and then some beautiful, um, you know, beautiful paintings to add some color. And yeah, I, I love the sort of the feel of the, again, the modern farmhouse of mm -hmm. those rustic touches, but with some industrial and urban finishes and, and that kind of mix of old and new. I like um, that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. So what's your favorite room in the house? I think my new bathroom because it has a huge <laughs> soaking tub in it. Cause oh, what mom doesn't like, like to lock the door and hide in their in bathtub. There for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think all, you know, it's, it's a great, comfortable house to be in and and we have so much outdoor space too that we're outside half the time so okay. that's nice too patio and and uh you know just out in the in the garden so when you're not running a business or running a family and you're kicking back and relaxing what kind of music do you like to listen to <sighs> um I think that I am I'm trying to think what I'm on a tear with right now. I've been revisiting a lot of my 90s roots recently. <laughs> That's okay. I know. It's been fun with my kids to kind of rediscover this music I listened to in high school and college. And um, so I've been I've been on there. But I often, you know, I'm, I, I love like Brandy Carlisle and um, a lot of like sort of rootsy Americana. Um, and then my husband listens to a ton of soul and R&B from the 60s and 70s. And so there's a lot of that in our house too. So yeah, it's, it, we're very eclectic in our, uh, in our musical tastes. So home. when you're relaxing, you put on Belinda Carlisle? Brandy Carlisle, yeah. Oh, Brandy Carlisle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who Brandy yeah. is. She's great. Mm. She's from your neck of the woods. From oh, the, I'll have yeah. to check that out. Yeah, she's great. Now I'm curious. More curious. <laughs> okay, we're in wine country. I have to ask, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, it doesn't have to I be know. wine. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm a wine drinker. I mean, this time of year, it's rosé. I'd say all the time. I have so many friends who make beautiful rosés. And then um, I'm a tequila girl, too. That's definitely my... Uh, cocktail of choice. I'm not a brown, not a brown liquor drinker. So, right. um, yeah, I love a good, uh, you know, tart and refreshing tequila drink. You're making me thirsty. I know it was a cocktail, <laughs> is it cocktail hour yet. A bucket list item. Tell me about a bucket list item. <sighs> bucket list item is to get to Sicily. Yeah, I want to go to Sicily uh, too. Yeah, I know. I love it's, Italy. I've been yeah. all around yeah. the main mainland. Yeah, call it. But yes, I know it's. Sicily and Sardinia those are like two oh, yeah. the islands off the coast of Italy those are bucket list items for sure and just to get traveling with my my kids and my family you know we've we're finally getting through the little kid phase where you feel like you know they're not ready and I'm excited to start exploring the world with them a little more and oh. I think I think I just have like a, a travel itch right now because we aren't <laughs> able to travel much right you know, it's right. making it seem so much more desirable absolutely what are the ages of your children right now I have um, a nine-year-old boy who's gonna be starting fourth grade in the fall and then I have twin girls oh, um, tw identical twins who are starting kindergarten they are five <gasps> So, so are you ready to would you take them overseas um maybe in the next couple of years 
you know, not uh, not an ambitious, you know, rent a house and just hang out hang with out. them. I think not an ambitious, you know, eighteen stops and two right. weeks kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I think they would love it, and I feel like you know, it would be it would just be great for opening their eyes to a little more beyond Sonoma County. Right now, you know, they get excited when we go to San Francisco. It's like a whole new world. So I'm like, these kids are <laughs> they're they country been, kids. <laughs> have they been on the East Coast to see yours? Yeah, absolutely. Family? Yeah, we definitely travel there as much as we can. I, you know, had so have so much fondness for where I grew up and the coast of New England um, that I, I want them to absolutely have that experience as well. When you pass on... How do you want to be remembered? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, you know, I think as a friend and a mom and and just someone who cared about the people she spent time with, um, you know, I don't have big ambitious goals to be remembered as, you know, being an entrepreneur and a business owner and all of that is, I feel like it's something I've fallen into and something that's been a really such a, a blessing of an experience to be able to have, but it's never been the, you know, the pinnacle of what I've hoped to achieve in my life. It's much more about the personal relationships and, you know, how I, how I, um, the time I spend with the people I love. Okay. We're going to wrap things up with five quick questions. They're very lighthearted. All right. So here we go. What kind of car do you drive? I drive um, a 2000 Forerunner that is, it's like just the tough as nails. It'll never die. <laughs> and it's a perfect kid car and catering car. And, you know, I can do anything in it. Someday I say I'll upgrade. Maybe when my kids are, you know, not destroying the interiors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's right around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Last piece of candy you ate. Oh, I would have stolen it from my kids. And it was, I think it might have been a Twix. Okay. But, you know, I always have to pilfer here and there. <laughs> Favorite flower? Oh, a peony. I mm. love peonies. And we just finished the peony season. So it always comes and goes so quickly. And they're just incredible. They're blooms. Favorite all-time movie? Ooh, that's a really one. of your one. favorite yeah, all-time. Top, top movie. Um, let's see. You know that movie that you can watch again and again and again? Yeah. And it never gets old. I know. Um, I feel like I don't see any movies but kid movies these days. <laughs> Favorite all-time kid movie. I know, right? <laughs> um, there, I think, let's see, I think The Lion King, my kids and I just oh, saw for the first time. Yeah. That's always a, a great one. It yeah. is a good one. Mm -hmm. And one of your favorite actors or actresses? Um, I've always, um, let's see, I've always loved Anne Hathaway. I feel like she's just like, I don't know, bubbly and bright, but then has some real depth to her and is interesting and she speaks out and, um, you know, has a good voice. So, yeah. She's very diversified. Yes, she is. You absolutely. initially wouldn't have thought that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so good choice. Thanks. Liza's so much fun. Thank oh, you. This was really fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.